Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Hello and welcome to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I'm Francesca, your host with the most houseplants because I bought another two today because what else am I going to do in lockdown other than buy fucking hundreds of plants that I then have to dust and water. Anyway, today is a very exciting day because your girl's not on her own. Your girl has not broken lockdown laws. She's got someone here on Zoom. We are together, but we're apart. It's very exciting. It's Amy Hart. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, (laughs) but it did. She was, let's be honest, the true winner of the 2019 (laughs) Love Island. She has been a panellist on Loose Women and you've seen her on Celebs Go Dating. So welcome, Amy Hart. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very privileged. I'm your first guest, aren't I? Ever. Oh my God, I'm very privileged. You should be. I'll tell you you later on when I talk about how I found the podcast, but today I messaged the person who showed me the podcast I was like guess what podcast I'm recording tonight no way I'll go into it later but she was listening to it at the time well actually that's the first thing I wanted to talk about was how Amy actually contacted me about the law of attraction because she'd listened to the podcast and I just want you to just quickly tell your story not quickly in your own time Mm. tell the story of what you've just manifested okay so one of my best friends Rhiannon hi Rhiannon she listens to all the episodes um she is a big fan and she basically went through like last year obviously we used to work 
the way we met was that we used to work at BA together and then everything happened with the travel industry last year and sadly she's made redundant from BA and then she had to get a new job and you know she was like just not having a great time and then like everything changed and she was so positive and then around Christmas time I went through a bit of like a dark time um, where I was worrying about work and just sort of where I was going in my life and um it comes at really weird times. So like, for example, on Christmas night, on the 25th of December, I got into bed and I was like, I haven't had any job offers today. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's Christmas day. Probably wouldn't have got any anyway. Um, so, um, so then Rhiannon kept saying to me, you've got to listen to this podcast. You've got to listen to this podcast. Wait, was it mine? Then, yeah. Shit. Thanks, Rhiannon. Like, yeah, she was like, I've been listening to this podcast. She said, um, the girl she's so like down to earth she's like us she's got the most calming voice she's like I listen to her on my walks when I'm in bed um and she teaches about the law of attraction and how amazing it is and then she's also um got it's not the secret what's the other one is it the magic, the magic? the magic the magic so is fucking amazing listening to the listen to your podcast and doing the magic so she told me to listen to it so then one night I couldn't sleep so I was like, oh, okay, right, I'll give this podcast a try. I think I'd actually message Rhiannon at like 11 o'clock because she works like a nine to five job. She goes to bed at a normal time. So I messaged her at 11 o'clock. And she's like, yeah, I'm just about to go to sleep. We'll talk about this in the morning, but listen to that podcast I keep telling you about. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I will do. So then I put your podcast on at like three o'clock in the morning. And I think one of the first things you say in the first episode is something along the lines of, you know, we're all guilty of putting a podcast on to try and get ourselves to sleep. <laughs> it's like, yes, I am. Um, but, you know, you should be using that time to manifest. So I listened to the first episode. That day I put on, <laughs> so that day I put an offer um, on a house um, and then I got an email back saying, well, look, I can go to them with it, but I know it's going to take this much to get the house. So I was like, okay, well, can you just go and ask them anyway? Because my dad is so like, he's like a really like, placid person until it comes to buying houses and then he's like no come on we're gonna like pretend you don't want it you've got to tell him you don't want it like then he's like the wolf of wall street walk away (laughs) yeah when when we're like looking around the house this beautiful house he's like no i'm not sure i'm not sure this is for you amy and then he's like winking at me like it is it is yeah um he's like we'll we'll put that offer in and we'll see what happens um because the only thing they can just say no then we'll go higher so i was like they're never going to accept it and basically, we're going to lose because they're going to know we're going to go up in 5K increments. Anyway, four o'clock in the morning. So I thought, right, let's give this a go. So I imagined like driving onto the driveway and like what the driveway's like, getting out of my car and putting my key in the door, like you told me to, but you didn't yeah. know you were telling me to, but like you told me to. I was telling you. And then like, um, like opening the door, like going through, like, because I know the house inside out and just sort of imagined it all. Next morning, um and sort of like lunchtime the next day I get an email being like yep they've accepted your offer like bear in mind they told me they wouldn't accept that offer and they did so I was like I'm not saying that I'm the queen of manifestation but I quite clearly am however you are now looking now looking back when I applied for Love Island everyone said I was so stupid everyone said I wasn't pretty enough to get on Love Island everyone said you know nobody from Worthing you need to cut those fucking people out of your goddamn (laughs) life if one of my friends said to me you're not pretty enough to go on love island look it's true but i would be like you you are underestimating a fucking bitch here oh my god i was gonna ask you that actually if you think you use that to get on love island because that is essentially like winning the lottery isn't it tell me about that so i before i even did my video i was like i'm gonna go on love island next year and everyone was like, ha ha, yeah, of course you are. And then like I filmed my audition video on a trip to Kingston. We did a five-day Kingston and my friend Reese was on it. And Kingston, everyone hated the Kingston trips. The flights were really hard and the hotel wasn't that nice. And there's not a lot to do when you're there. So we were like, oh, are we going to do it? We're going to go Kingston, sit. Jamaica? Yeah. There's not a lot to do there. I want to well, go no, there you- so bad. Like Montego Bay, Jamaica, beach clubs, okay. everything. Kingston is obviously a city. Right. Um, there's like safety concerns and stuff for us. So I see. Like make sure you're with the boys and stuff. Um, right. So we're like, do we go? Do we go sick? Do we go? Do we go sick? And then I was, we worked out how much the allowance was. We were like, look, let's just go. And then I was like, brilliant, we'll go and we can film my Love Island video while we're there. So then I started like planning it out. 
And literally got in the briefing room and everyone's like, what's everyone up to on this trip? I'm like, oh, me and Reese are actually filming my Love Island video because I'm going to be on Love Island next year. And everyone's like, yeah, all right, I'm whatever. And then like I was in my Love Island audition video. It's me popping a champagne bottle. So I'm like, nobody touches any champagne bottles until I've got my video, like the exact one that I need. Because the first one we did... It didn't like he didn't get it right and it didn't look right. So then I was like, right, next one. Whatever you need a bottle of champagne opened, you need to ask me because we need to film it. And there was a gold card holder, someone that flies all the time, sat in the seat where you can see the galley. Oh no! Like, why do you keep opening the champagne bottles like that? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, because I'm going to go on Love Island next year and it's for my audition video. And he was like, all oh, right, okay, cool. Um, Back and on. I literally <laughs> from from the moment I decided to apply, it wasn't. I'm applying for Love Island. It was, I'm going on Love Island. You've made that decision. If you're applying, you're, you're yeah. doing it, you're going on. It's crazy. I, do you know what? I would love to know. Do you know how many people applied for Love Island that year? How many people 100, you beat? 130,000, I think. I mean. And there's th- 35 Islanders. But it's so funny. So the first night we were there, um, so, so you don't start filming the nighttime until 10 p.m. And obviously we'd right. all been in lockdown, so you can't do anything. So we'd all been going to bed at like nine, half nine. So we're still awake at like half past four in the morning. And That's I your usual there. timeline anyway. I know. <laughs> and I was like, are we going to bed soon? And the producer went, 135,000 people applied to be on here. Act alive. And I was like, yep, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I love, oh my God, I have so many questions about love. It's just like, it must be such an experience. Are you so glad you did it? I'm so glad to do it. at times obviously it's hard and like I think I am a worrier and I'm my own worst critic and I have to like I've had eight months of therapy since it I was gonna ask you about that yes I saw that um I did a little bit of research on you I had a little oh. look around and you said that therapy has changed your life I can imagine that you need therapy after fucking doing that we'll be back after a quick break Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. Yeah, I didn't think I did. So obviously I came out of the villa and um, obviously with everything that's happened surrounding Love Island, they're so on it with welfare and so on it with like aftercare. So you get a phone call every week. Are you okay? What's going on? Like, do you want a therapy session? And obviously when you come out, you're so busy and you're on top of the world and you're like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And then I went into celebs go dating. So that took up all my time, didn't have time to go to therapy, etc. And then I, on the Friday, so actually it's a year ago this week. So on the Friday was my last day of filming for celebs go dating. And I was like, I'm never going to work again. Then on the Saturday. Why did you think you're so, never going to work again? Just because, because it was the end of something. Because everyone tells you. Right. You've got, you've got a year. You've got I a year. See. You've got a year. And then when Winter Love Island came out, oh, you've only got six months. And they tell you like gleefully, like they're so happy. Yeah. That, you know, your, your happiness has got a time limit on it. So I was like, I'm never going to work again. I'm never going to work again. Oh, my God. Then on the Saturday, sadly, Caroline passed away. And then obviously, and you brush, like she said in an interview before she died about you can brush stuff under the carpet, but one day people will move the carpet and um, everything's still there. Yeah. And people talk about trolling and they talk about the press and they talk about, you know, like the downside of like the industry. But because you're so grateful to be there, you're like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So then when all that happened with Caroline and then people were saying, you know, was it the trolls? Was it the press? Was it this? Was it that? Then you go, no, yeah, they're right. The, these things are awful. Like, No, they, they are awful. And I remember talking to a couple of my friends um, who are also in the industry that night. And they we were all just beside ourselves because she was so amazing to us but also then it really hits home that like that could be any of us 
Um, yeah. Especially with the track and... record of everyone that's yeah. been on there. Yeah. And then the Sunday, um, and I remember our, our Love Island group chat, nobody posts on it, but that night, I think it was Michael started the conversation and was like, I hope everyone's all right. And just know that we're like, although we've all had our differences in the past, like if you ever need anything, we're all here for you. And we'd rather talk about it than get to this point. And then the following week, I saw different groups of friends every day. And I I got texts. It's like I went out with some like girlfriends um, one night and the next day, one of them who wouldn't normally text me out of the blue, text me being like it was really lovely to see you last night um I'm always here if you need to chat and like you know they'll think you're on the edge and then I popped back into BA to do a cake sale for charity and obviously saw like at report time for all the long hauls so I saw probably like 200 people that I knew that day and the amount of messages I got being like I hope your new life is all you wanted it to be and I hope hope you're all right and like you know we all love you and it was it was weird like you didn't see yourself and you know we're always here for you and I hope your life's what you wanted it to be and then it all sort of culminated in going out for brunch with my friends and um on the Friday and it just got to the point where they were like you need help like you need to ask so I did and I asked for help and I'm so glad I did because I mean we went into lockdown about three weeks later so I did a lot of my therapy on on zoom because um, she'd been there. For, I, I met her the day before I went into the villa. So she'd right. been there for the whole thing. She's your show therapist. She's from yes. Love Island, I see. And they, tried, um, and they tried to give me one like closer to home. I did one session and I was like, no, I want to go back to Lou. Thank you. Like, she yeah. knows my story. Um, and she's like, I could have you here for a gossip every week, but, you know, and just check you're all right, but you'll never move on with your life. She's like, but I'm not closing the door. Like, if you ever need me, you've always got me. I texted her the other day to be like I've bought a house and like you know I've um me and Curtis worked together the other day and it was fine we had a really fun day that's she, nice because bearing in mind I used to like if I was going to like an event where at Love Island people were going to be there I'd be so anxious before I went oh that's um, not fun like like if I knew like Anna and Amber and you one day were going to be there that was fine because I knew I had like my safety net but if I was having to go on my own um I'd have so such bad anxiety but I yeah think having so, to go to something on your own anyway I often think that when I watch keeping up with the Kardashians you know it's mm-hmm. lockdown don't judge me it's what I'm doing in my life but like I when I see what's her name um Kylie like has to go to these events on her own and she gets really nervous it's like actually I think as any woman or a man you don't really want to go to an event on your own do you and it, and it can be quite just nerve-wracking seeing people you haven't seen for a while and also, when, I, when, I, when yeah. it comes to work I'm very good with timekeeping personal life not so much but basically when it comes to work I'm very good on timekeeping so if the car's picking me up at six I'm ready at 10 to six and the first like proper big ITV like red carpet that I went to was the ITV Palooza and I got there nobody else got there at the time they were supposed to so I was the first person on the red carpet oh no <laughs> first person that I get interviewed by Curtis no <laughs> it's, and it's all fine now because we're such good oh, friends God. now but at the time it was all still quite raw and I was yeah. nervous anyway I was very anxious anyway I'm the only person on the red carpet I find when there's like 10 photographers because I like to please everyone and they're all going Amy to your left Amy to your right Amy to the middle really scary and yeah. the first person that interviews me is him and he's like so what's your favorite biscuit and I'm like ah oh I don't know <laughs> <laughs> god um, yeah that's, so yeah, that's so- awful but the short answer to this question was, yes, I'm glad I went on Love Island. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, I feel like if you complain about this kind of thing, people are going to be like, oh, first world woes, you knew what you're getting into. But actually, you've you got don't. an opportunity to make the same amount of money in maybe a year or two than maybe your grandparents, people like your grandparents would have done in their whole life. Do you know what I mean? But everyone yeah. struggles. There's struggles that come with that. And there's struggles that come with working a low paid job. Like it's just all relative and it's all, yeah. you know. I, I get annoyed with my dad because he's a massive Tory. Oh and God. He, I know. And he's like, well, we shouldn't have higher tax because I've worked hard for my money and I like literally have arguments. I'm like, so you're telling me people that work 12 hours in Tesco's don't work hard, do Oh, that shit's hard. That shit's hard. I did that when I was a student. That is yeah. hard. I would not want to go back to that again. I used to work for £2.50 an hour. £2.10 an hour it was when I first started at BA. 
I can actually beat you. That's out. I was a child slave and I had my first job at like 13 or 12 and I bought a Shetland pony for 35 pounds it's very random and I used to earn six pounds a week five pounds a week would go on his field rent and I'd have a portion of chips on a Saturday with my stable friends for a pound now that that is money management yeah well (laughs) six pounds a fucking week and I had a horse for that what yeah um but yeah the struggle is real but I I think it's so interesting I love to hear of people that have got onto shows like that and I think Mm that then I find out they do the law of attraction because I think well, you, you must do to beat the odds of going on there. And also another thing that you beat the odds on are there are a lot of people that go on that show and are fucking hated and vilified and, and ridiculed. I was. I was like Princess Diana. I was <laughs> villain and I turned into an angel. I feel like you were the true winner. People remember you. I feel like people remember you. They remember Ovi because he is fucking hot and hilarious. The others... I don't remember. Like, I don't remember that many people from it. There's too many, but you are a definite standout. I think, I think it is, it's a, it's a perfect storm in that I'm not your average Islander. I mean, like I'm not at all. Um, and I get comments all the time. How the hell did you get on Love Island? And I'm like, yeah, no, rude. you're right. But I'm, I'm proud I did. I'm proud I got on Love Island. Like, because I actually have, um, and like someone commented on my Twitter the other day, how does it feel to be the ugliest ever Islander? What the fuck? Um, what are people thinking when they say that? But how so that affects tweeted, you as well? Yeah, I quite tweeted it and I was like, oh, I'm quite happy with that actually because it, it means, you know, I beat 135,000 other people to get on there. And actually it's because I have something else to offer than just looking nice. Um, but yeah, so I I think it's perfect storming that I'm not your average Islander Although my personality didn't come across, I'm funny. That's what I am. I'm the funny friend. I feel like that that did come come across. across. It did. You were funny. But I think you've got to have the right sense of humour to get Mm -hmm. it. In real life, I'm the outsider in groups. I don't fit into big groups. It's a bit weird. Um, And so I thought, when I went into Love Island, I thought I'm going to be on the outside of all the friendship groups and I'm like nobody's gonna fancy me I'm not gonna meet anyone and I'm gonna just be on the outside of everything and I'm just gonna be really lonely in there so the fact that for a long time what felt like a long time it was probably about six days what felt like six months um we were the only sort of strong couple and we weren't part of the group we were sort of like the integral part of the group we sort of like were were sort of the foundations of the group we were the sort of people who people came to us when they had problems so the fact that like and that's what I said in my speech like when I left like you'll never understand what you've done for me like you've made me feel part of the group um and like you've you've taught me that I I can be like in a group and I can be loved and I can be loved for who I am so I think yeah had we gone that night nobody would have cared it was only the fact that I woke up the next day and I was like right I'm ready to meet someone else now and then by lunchtime I was like actually that's going to be a lot of effort that's really not going to happen. Um, and I should probably just go home, actually. <laughs> oh my God. How long were you in there in total? Five and a half weeks. Fucking hell. That's a, no, but do you know what? That is a long time. That's a long so got, time to be separated from your family and friends and oh the outside God. world. It, that's and also, remember as well. So you get up in the morning. Um, then you have like you go to the medic you get your tablets for the day and stuff hang on what um, they fucking drug you what tablets no so like so mine were like my hair vitamins my peppermint tablets what? and antihistamines because it's up in the um you, you give them in when you when you go so if you if you're on medication stuff um but we were up in the mountain we're not like up in like the countryside so we were all on two double strength antihistamines a day one in the morning one in the evening you'd all be fucking knocked out all day that's like <laughs> the hay fever was so bad oh no um awful but yeah so go to the medic in the morning you get ready you go outside have some breakfast in the morning which is like two two hours two and a half hours three hours then lunch which is an hour then the afternoon which can be like three hours then a two and a half hour challenge then a half an hour debrief then an hour for dinner, then two hours to get ready. Then you start filming the night shoot that can be anything from four to six hours. That's the problem. Filming just takes so long, doesn't it? And that day is like a week. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like a day. 
So literally, and that's why you feel like it's, and also you've got nothing else to concentrate on. That is your whole life. And I probably look like a bit of a bunny boiler, but I genuinely liked him. Oh, what a wild ride. But you did okay. it and you survived yep. and you're here to tell the tale. And do you know what as well? I think there is a lot to be said for if you meet a guy in a certain environment, but then you take them out of that environment. Have you found that with Curtis that actually once once you're not in that Love Island situation, like, I don't know, when I got divorced, I started having sex with my neighbor who was the hottest guy you've ever seen in your life. And where I used to live everyone would like go out everyone knew everyone it was very like incestuous but not incestuous it was just everyone was very sociable Mm. and I found this guy so hot and it was like the very latter part of my marriage where we were we were separated but we still had to live together and I used to literally wait till my baby was asleep then I would fucking get in my car and drive to the next street go and see this guy I was obsessed he came down to London to see me one time. And as soon as I saw him, it was like seeing a fish walk on land. I was just like, ew, <laughs> like not ew, but I was just like, I don't like you now because you're in London. I don't know. It's weird. You know, you just take someone out mm. of a specific environment. Or I guess like holiday romances are the same thing where yeah. on a holiday, you think you're great. And then they get back to UK and you see their real shoes and you're like, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. So, right. Let's just... Uh- let me begin with a disclaimer. Me and Curtis yeah. are friends. Like, there's nothing there. I'm not, like, people are like, oh, my God, she's so desperate. She clearly still loves him. Da, da, da. I don't, right? But what I think I get annoyed at, and this, again, is me being my own biggest critic, is when we split up, the reasons he gave me were like, you know, you can be quite negative. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. Because I've had, but we had, like, a base connection, yeah. And because I've had all the therapy now, I'm like, fuck's sake, if I went back into Love Island now and met him, like, at the start, like, I'd be such a better person and, like, who knows what would have happened. But everything happens for a reason and I hate that saying and I hate it when, like, um, like I've been through some stuff recently um, that I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but I've been through stuff recently that hasn't really gone my way. And I hate it when you're feeling really shit and people go everything happens for a reason and I'm like fuck off let me be really sad for this day and so what I do now with my friends so um the other day my friend uh she completed on no she um got her offer accepted on a flat and they got gazumped so she was like crying at work so I literally said I'm not gonna say that everything happens for a reason and I'm not gonna say there'll be another flat because I know how annoying they are just think about it (laughs) it is do you know what it's so hard I think people do say that often because they don't know what else to say yeah but I do think as well I genuinely think that if you and Curtis had got on really well and you'd come out of Love Island I think it would have all been very happy but I don't think that you would go on to be the person you might not have had all this therapy and discovered so much about yourself you might not have done that and there is a, and I do believe that everything happens for a reason. There we go. At the time, you know what? I recently, I used to think, mm, does it? I'm not sure. But at the beginning of this lockdown, I well, I still have a salon in London, and I found myself. I just bought my house, so I had two fucking mortgages. The lockdown happened. Coronavirus came. I lost all of my income within the space of about four days. I found out I was pregnant with twins. I was devastated. And I said, natural at- twins, kind of. Yeah. Stars. Yeah. I just had sex identical. twice in one night. No, I didn't. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, I think they're identical. I'm not sure. One's a little bit fatter than the other, but I can't tell them apart sometimes. So yeah. I think they are. But do you know what? I sat there and everyone kept saying to me, oh, it, it's, it'll be all right. Like something, it all happens for a reason. And I yeah. just sat there thinking, I'm going to have three fucking children. I'm going to be destitute. How is this a good thing? But do you know what? Taking me away from that salon where I was always like busy, busy, busy. I started a podcast and it's ended up being number one in the UK for self-improvement. Don't Just know if I've mentioned that before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've mentioned that, but it is number one in the UK for self-improvement. And I would never have done that if I hadn't had all my income taken from me, my liberty taken from me. So I couldn't really leave the house and do anything. I had nothing else to do, but sit here and fucking yeah. make up a podcast. So I do think things and do also, happen. I, and- yeah. I think as well, had things happen any differently, if we had like left the villa together or anything then we might have like 
it might have all gone wrong. And then, like, I'm really lucky that I have a friend now in Curtis, and like, we worked together the other day, and um, we had such a lovely day. He's the same as me in that we work hard, lovely to everyone. Like, we just had a laugh all day. Like, the whole team, like the hair and makeup, and the photographer and the stylist, like, we just had such a lovely day. And I think, like, actually, no, it did all happen for a reason, so that I do have that friend now, and it's. Yeah. And then you never let so are you single now? I am single now, always single. I'll always be single. Do you think that you have love blockage? Because I write in thinking you've only just discovered the law of attraction since your friend said about this podcast, and that's it. You've done the house. But you are already a master manifester. Yeah. But I never believed in it because I was like, so basically, so what you're saying is because because Noel Ed cosmic ordering. He was the original OG. He was the original. He got that's those weird got tattoos. No deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's I got deal or no deal. I tell everyone that I'm like, no, that's how Neil Neil Edmonds got cosmic got um got deal or no deal cosmic ordering. One, um, I mean, look at fucking Noel Edmonds. He was some washed up eighties yeah. TV producer with weird hair, and didn't someone die on his show? Like he should never have come back to primetime TV. There would yeah. have been a million people younger, better looking in front of him, and yeah. he fucking came back with a fucking bang. I mean, but then he took it. To, but then he took it too far, didn't he? Because he went on this morning and basically said, "If you if you've got cancer, um, if you believe if you manifest hard enough, you can get rid of your cancer, um, and that you shouldn't." And then some woman was like, "No, I think some woman died of cancer," and he was like, "Well, she clearly didn't manifest hard enough, did she?" I, I like, mean, that, harsh. That might not be true. That might not be true. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so I never really believed in it because I was like, "So you're telling me that all I've because I read the secret years ago." And I was like, so you're telling me that all I've got to do is think about something. And because I've been brought up that if you want something, you've got to work for it. But I didn't realize that it's like you manifest it, but then you also put into practice like, like the steps you need to get there. A hundred percent. So I think that it's definitely a mixture between the magic, like something magical happening and actually taking the action. So actually a perfect example of this that I have is I manifested you, but it was a mixture of action and magical shit. So Mm. we are doing, I have a book club um, and there's like 800 of us doing the same book each month. It's amazing. So we've done the magic. We're now doing Miracle Morning. And at the beginning of the Miracle Morning, you have to ask yourself all of these clarity questions. And it's like, where do I want to go? What is most important? Don't get bogged down by like your little to-do list. You have to, what is my, my goal, my vision? So I was like, for me, the next thing I have to do is I have to figure out how to fucking do Zoom and have celebrity guests. I have to, that is the next step for my podcast because I've spent eight months talking to myself and I have to start, you know, I have to progress. And it's my fear of technology that has just held me back. I had Fern McCann say that she would come on the show and I never did it because I didn't know how to fucking use Zoom. I mean, how pathetic. So I wrote down, I did all the steps. I wrote down and I said, by the end of this month, I'm going to learn how to do it. And I'm going to have my first celebrity guest. Literally two days later, I noticed that you'd liked my picture. And I was like, how wild. I recognize that name. I had a look, you were following me. I was like, what the fuck is this? I said to my sister, what is this? She said, she must listen to the podcast. She said, message her, ask her if she believes in the law of attraction. So I was like, okay. And when I went to look, you'd already messaged me. Now that is the part of the law of attraction that I love because that wasn't me taking action and messaging you. Do you know what I mean? But that was, how can you explain that? That it's just bizarre. And then of course, I then took the action of saying to you, would you please do me the honor of being my first guest? And then I spent the whole day learning how to do Zoom. I had to ask my ex-husband. I cried. It was awful. <laughs> but I did it. And now I know yeah. how to do it. And it's like, uh, that is the, the I think the, uh, the balance with the law of attraction is you take the action, but also there's that little magical bit that's like, why did you message me? Do you know what I mean? Two days after yeah. I wrote that, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But um. I think, were you about to say, have I got love blockages? Like, I thought about this. Because you said in your thing that if you haven't got space in your life for someone, then someone won't come in. And I think that's been my issue because when I was flying, obviously I used to fly all over the world. And then when I was at home, I'd have like rehearsals for shows I was doing or I'd be up in London seeing shows. And I always used to say, the thing is, like one of my friends, Olivia, used to say to me, "Um, the problem is you're... I mean, she used to say that I was too selfish, which I disagree with because I feel like I'm a very selfless person. And you I went to a food bank today. 
I work at the food bank every week. I there you it. go. It's there my favourite part. It's my favourite part of the week. I go down there in my tracksuit with no makeup on and all the girls, all my girls down there, they're all like retired or on furlough. We have a lovely old time. I can um, and <laughs> real gossip, I teach them about stuff. I said to one of them today, the packing room is a bit of a hot mess right now. She's like, what's a hot mess? I have to describe it. Um, so, yeah, so I said, because the thing is, you haven't got room in your life for a boyfriend. And I was like, but the thing is, the right person comes along, I will make room for them. But no. there's no room in the first place. No. You need to go back and listen to my episode about making space in your life. Yeah. Oh, have you? All oh, right, then. Yeah. Well, then you're up to date. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. But everyone else should go and listen to it if you haven't listened to it already. Um, but I think that's the thing. And I think it's it's so drummed into you because we grew up with sort of like Bridget Jones. Like There's that meme, isn't there? You know, Bridget Jones was, was depicted as a failure because she had a flat. She owned a flat in Zone 1. Um, she walked into a TV job with no experience um, yeah, and was a size and like, 12 and it's like oh you're a failure yeah Jesus yeah. and it, it's like I if I've got a Saturday free I start panicking and I'm like <gasps> right okay weekends so, I do like okay who can I text who can I see and because I I always used to I've got better at this with my therapy but I have this pre-programmed thing that I'm gonna be let down by everyone so if I plan dinner with my friends unless it's like Hannah my best friend or Rhiannon or Luke my gay best friend apart from those three and a couple of others as well um if it's people that are a bit flaky I will always plan a backup dinner with someone else oh wow but then does that not mean that you then have to let someone else down (laughs) I know because then what I do is stuff like if they both end up being like yeah okay what time so I'll be like, oh, can we do lunch instead? Or can we do dinner at four o'clock? I'm like, you I know see. that episode of, of The Vicar of Dibley, which has four different Christmas lunches? Yeah, that's you. That's like me. <laughs> that's like me. So I'll be like, oh, should we go for dinner, early dinner about five? Then I'm like, oh, should we late dinner about eight? So I'll go for both. I like um, your style. But it's because I'm, but I've got better at that since my therapy. And also we've been in lockdown, so it doesn't really matter. But um, I do sort of, I do sort of start to panic. And I used to be like, um, you know, if I was at home on a Saturday night, if when I was flying, I'd be like, well, it's fine because I've got work on Sunday. So then I've got an excuse not to go out. And mm. I think because because I am sort of the single one and I, I think people, I always think people feel sorry for me. Like, oh, poor Amy, like one day she'll meet someone. And I think I don't, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. And I want to be like, look, I've got this brilliant life. So just because I'm single doesn't mean yeah. I have a brilliant life. Do you know what? I shared something on my Instagram stories the other day that was like, it's a massive achievement. Uh, It was like someone I'm getting married and it's like, but also a massive achievement, owning your own property. Also a massive, I think it's the female lead, isn't it? Or something like that on Instagram. And I just think, but actually that's an interesting question I was going to ask you. So are you buying this dream house on your own? I am. See, that's what I've done is I have created my own life where I don't need a man. And actually- I'm really happy without them but people yeah. feel like they you have to be with somebody and it's like do you have to or is it just society telling See, you but, but then I'm, I'm I think I'm I think I've sort of gone over into the other way now in that so I would never buy a property with someone ever oh me neither so never say so say I meet someone say I meet someone in the next couple of years and they're like well let's buy a house I'm like no no, no. I've got my house you buy a house Let's rent them both out and get a house together. Like rent That's a, a good house idea. together. Um, because I'm like, I'm so like I again, I think it's like being let down by people. And I've always said I'd have a baby on my own. So I mean, you're like as soon as I started listening, and then I was a bit like, and then I started following you on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I just love her anyway, because she's got her three girls. <laughs> yeah. Um didn't plan to have three, I, but never mind. But then this thing, like, so I so I I sort of muted the idea of, you know, um, people are probably going to switch off now because they're so bored of me talking about it. But um, I I would have a baby on my own. And it was just a throwaway comment on Loose Women about, yeah, I'm going to freeze my eggs. And then if I need to, I have a baby on my own. Anyway, now I've got it in my head so much that I'm going to have this one girl on my own <laughs> um, and then adopt one. Um that I'm now like I wouldn't know what to do if I end up having to like discuss names with someone like yeah my child's going to be called Lola 
I love and that. That's, and that's how it is. So um, that's your vision for your future is really strong that you feel like you're, because I had exactly the same. Growing up, I felt like I was going to be a single mum with two oh. girls. I don't know why, but I just knew that was going to be my life. Okay, there was a little surprise after birth that was revived and now I've got three but like I always knew I'd have girls I always knew I'd be on my own and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy and now it's happened I mean I'm not gonna lie it's fucking delightful doing it on your own it is really really nice like you don't Mm. argue with people about all this stuff and and how to raise them I mean we all sleep in one big bed we're like Charlie and the fucking chocolate factory we're just (laughs) all in a bed together um and I don't need a man but like how you say about weekends weekends are my nemesis I will get to a Saturday or a Sunday and I'll be like oh my god I need to make plans but now my sister is very aware of this I've moved up to Lincolnshire to be near my family so they're very aware I'm here kind of for them so they they make sure that I'm not on my own on the weekends and luckily I've got another single mum friend now I manifested her um she was in a happy relationship get rid of him well no it wasn't happy and now she's a single mum so we tend to spend like Saturday nights together I think you need that yeah I've always been very lucky because my friends are all relationship people and oh. um, my my friends' boyfriends have always been amazing to me. So like, we're out. They'll be like, "I'm so what do you want to drink? Do you want a wine? Yeah, cool." And like, you know, if we're at somewhere where there's like a live band and stuff, like they'll grab me and come. Come on, I'm so going to have a dance. Like, you know, they they That's do so look nice. after me. And like, you know, Hannah's boyfriend will come pick us up from the station. They'll always go and get us like a bottle of water each, um, and drive us home and stuff. So I'm very lucky in that sense that um, the boys have always been lovely but I think um I yeah I'm sort of like manifest I think it's really hard because I would love to meet someone and have a child that way but again it's a fear of being let down and it's you know everyone says oh don't write yourself off too early don't write yourself off too early you know wait till you're 35 and I'm like okay then I meet someone I'm 34 and I'm like oh brilliant I don't need to have a baby on my own at 35 then two and a half years down the line they're like actually no we're done so then I'm 36 and a half like uh, time's not on my side I've had all the tests done I'm gonna go through the menopause and I'm about 40 so yes I heard about that yeah then I've left it later but then I spoke to as well like so obviously it's a generational thing I think in our generation it's very you know you can do it on your own like my nan and granddad's generation it's very you stay together for the kids because that's what you do and I was chatting to the secretary of my theatre company because I'm still on the committee and she'd messaged me about something else. And I was on the phone to her. And she said, what have you been up to? And I said, oh, you know, just like researching egg freezing and stuff. She said, oh, what's that all about? I said, oh, because, you know, if I needed to have a baby on my own, I would. And she said, look, Amy, like Dennis is the love of my life. He's not the father of my kids. I met him after I'd had my kids. Like if being a mom is something you want, you can't wait. And I agree with her. Do that. And like one of my friends had a baby on her own at 30 a couple of years ago and she was like in the end I thought what am I waiting for like I'm, at, I'm actually probably doing myself selling myself short with dating because when I'm dating people I'm thinking I'll, I'll let that go because my biological clock's ticking oh so my god I'll take that yeah. out of the equation have a baby and then I can meet the kind of guy that I want Do you know what? You are speaking to me so much. And I was talking to my single mum friend about this just the other Mm. night, how I was saying when I got divorced from my ex-husband, I had one daughter and she was two at the time. And I remember being so devastated, not because I was getting divorced because he was a fucking nightmare and I couldn't wait to be shot of him. But I was like, is she going to be an only child? (laughs) (laughs) But I was just like, I can't believe she's going to be an only child. When am I going to have another baby? And it was something that really like haunted me. And like things like when we go on holiday, she'd be really bored because I'm like in my thirties, I don't want to play all day. And it was something that haunted me. And when I met the twins dad, exactly what you just said I let shit slide because I was like well I'm 33 now I'm 34 Bo's getting older I need a sibling for her and I let shit slide and I got pregnant and then actually while I was pregnant I just remember thinking like you are not the kind of person I want to be with at all just completely different wavelengths completely different values Um, and now I feel so um, amazing that I've got that part of my life out the way. Exactly what your friend was saying. I have my three girls now. I do not want any more children. And I genuinely feel like I can enjoy them. They are the loves of my life. They are the loves of my life. And I might meet some hot guy when I'm like 45. 
it all when yeah. I'm 40. I could be a cougar. We don't know. Um, yeah. But there's no pressure now to be like, no. oh shit, I've got to do it fast. There's no pressure whatsoever. And I love that. I absolutely love it. So I would, yeah, fucking do it. And also, yeah. how many marriages end in divorce now? Is it one in two? That, that's so what like, I always say. So when, yeah, on Loose Women, Syra Khan, um, when I was saying like, I would have my own and I'd, I'd been for my fertility MOT and Syra, who I adore, she's amazing. But she said to me, I think, Amy, you don't understand how hard it is like to be a mom. You need that support there. And I'm like, so many of my friends have ended up being single mums that have their kids all the time um, that that didn't plan it that way. At least if you plan it, you've got the but I always said that if I met someone, I'd want four kids. If I had one of my own, I'd want one. So we're a little team. But I am really close to my brother. And I'm like, actually, I could I could look after... Two, I mean, you can look after three kids on your own. I can look after two kids on my own. So my, my plan is, if I don't meet someone in the next couple of years, maybe some 30 next July, maybe the following year, um, I would, I'd have one and then I'd adopt one. That sounds so like a fucking grand plan. It sounds like a great plan. And maybe and work on those love packages. Yeah. But I, if I can't have one naturally, again, I am so happy with adoption because yeah. I know so many people that have adopted and all right, it's hard. And they say like it's a thousand times harder than you ever thought it'd be, but it's a million times more worth it than you ever thought it would be. Look how be many people have done that. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the countless number of people who have done that because I think children, they are the love of my girls are the love of my life. And then if I want to yeah. go get myself some dick in a couple of years, so be it. But it's not going to yeah. be my whole life isn't going to hinge on it. No. And I feel comfortable with that exactly. decision. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for you. That's a great plan. That's a good timeline. Yeah. And also you should look into the law of attraction for fertility as well, because that has been one of my most highly requested podcasts. Like so many people ask me about fertility and unexplained fertility and all this kind of stuff. I've had some wild shit happen. So you should check that out. Definitely. That was something I wanted to ask you, actually. Can you manifest for other people? Because people ask me, like, I've got friends going through IVF. I've got friends, you know, going through other things. And they say, pray for me like any extra prayers are grateful you know if you're already praying for me pray harder I'm not religious so now that I'm the queen of manifestation I'm obviously I mean not I'm the queen like, but okay I know you are you're I'm the, the princess, princess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously not either um but like I so then I'm like okay so my friend is going through IVF at the moment so like when I'm manifesting at night when I'm thinking about my stuff then I go into okay I'm gonna go and visit her in hospital when she has her baby and I'm gonna buy this for her baby and because she's good this this time it's gonna work and this time it's gonna work and like my friend was waiting to hear if she'd got her flat I was like well I'm gonna go and visit Hannah at this flat and I'm gonna so can you manifest for other people or do they need to do it themselves um, they have to do it themselves. But basically, if you are in alignment with what they want to manifest, so your friend has said to you, please send me thoughts. My mum is the fucking queen of this. She has done absent healing and absent thoughts for years. I'm talking like 20 years before I knew what any of this shit was. And it's amazing. It does work. If ever my dad or anyone was taking an exam or a, a, a something like an interview at work, she, we we would have her send like thoughts and it would work. I can't explain it. It just fucking worked. So um, as long as it's in alignment with what that person wants, yeah. if you were trying to be like, oh, I hope my friend's IVF doesn't work, like then it wouldn't <laughs> because she'd be hoping the opposite yeah. and you would be evil. I wouldn't friend. have any friends. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, um, you can. But you said so. I follow this family on um, on YouTube. I'm I'm obsessed with them, um, and hopefully when I go to Salt Lake City next year, I'm going to get to meet them. Um, but they they had two boys. They struggle with infertility. They had two boys, um, and they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed to get pregnant again. They had IUI. They end up with quintuplets, <gasps> so five babies. Oh my right? god! I don't feel that bad anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so five babies. And they always joke and say it's because their older boys prayed so much and that's why they end up with five because it was so many prayers. But so Logan, who's the baby who was on the bottom, his water broke at 21 weeks. And they told them they had a 1% chance of any healthy babies now. And it was actually a 0% chance because it had never been recorded that a water had resealed. Because basically they were like, look, the water doesn't reseal. We're going to have to get these babies out. They're not viable. They're 21 weeks, right? 
Yeah. So they, so I remember watching it on Facebook Live, the dad doing a Facebook Live from the hospital, crying his eyes out, being like, you know, as soon as we heard these heartbeats, we love these babies and we would just ask for your prayers. So then there's like thousands and thousands of comments, like prayers from Portugal, prayers from Utah, prayers from this, prayers from that, prayers from that. Anyway, they've now got five perfectly healthy, almost three-year-olds. And, it's and that was a 1% time- chance. What was a zero percent chance? They're just not allowed to tell you. That's insane. And it's the only time ever been recorded in medical history around the world that a baby's water has resealed and had the same amount of water as the other four babies. And there's been no complications. They are all completely. They're so advanced as well. Obviously, sometimes like prem babies are like sort of behind. They're so advanced, and they are like it's the power of prayer. Oh, I believe it 100%. I think there's a lot of power in people collectively doing something together. And obviously, these people have had so many thoughts given to them. It's funny you say that as well about them having five, because I feel like I did that. I I think I was pregnant. And then I did the magic back in January. And I was like, I want a baby girl. And I got two. And I'm like, shit, (laughs) I should not have done the magic again. But yeah, no, I completely believe that. There's so many stories with the law of attraction and fertility and children and stuff where the odds are so against it. And um, particularly people that tend to have um, surrogates and stuff. And then they then go on and be pregnant themselves within like a month of them getting a surrogate. It happens all the time. Like Caprice. (gasps) I need to get Caprice on here, don't I? That's yes, you do. I wonder if she believes in it, but yeah, I feel like that happens. And they, and they so said, don't they? Like, so, like, Jamie, Oliver, and Jules were trying so hard for their fifth baby and they just couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant. And they were on holiday. They were like, right, okay, when we get home, we'll have IVF. It's fine. Let's just chill out on holiday. And they got pregnant on that holiday. Yeah. It's every time my friend is getting married and, um, they they were like trying for a couple of years and every month it was like right if you don't if it doesn't happen this month like we're not going to be able to have our wedding so it got to the month that was the cutoff they'd have to like cancel their wedding they said right we're not trying anymore we're just getting married the month after she got pregnant there's so much with pregnancy is mindset because I think we're so used to just getting everything we want instantly if we want something we buy it and it's the only thing that is really that and falling in love it's like it's not guaranteed and not it's not fair not everyone gets the same and I think we find that so hard and we instantly go into like a negative mindset um and it affects so many people that's where I think law of attraction can help the most is fertility definitely but yeah I mean I I do really believe in the law of attraction now and I am trying to manifest I'm like I don't want to be greedy so I I think like, I'm like okay what do I need to manifest like now like what's yeah. next so I did the house and I'm like okay what's next what's next like I think even if you're not entirely sure what you want to manifest I think it's good just to focus on your gratitude sometimes when I don't know like like I was saying in the earlier lockdown where I lost all my income I was sitting here pregnant with twins thinking I was going to be poor forever I had no idea how to get myself out of that so all I did was I just focused on gratitude and from that the answers will come you've got to do the magic it's a 28 day process you'll fucking love it It it's amazing I'm sure your friend will like testify it's so so good Um, and then just start doing little things that um, I think the law of attraction, it's very simple, but it's not easy to keep doing it. So I just yeah. try to find different ways, exciting ways to keep it in your life. So like I said, this month we're doing Miracle Morning and it's all about getting up an hour earlier than you normally would and focusing the yeah. first hour of your day. Just so on... I'll, I'll get up at 11 a.m. then instead of midday. Fuck, you know, <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> Well, there has never been a time like now for the law of attraction. I think everybody in some area of their life, like you say, entire industries have gone down. And and actually, my mum said to me like a couple of weeks ago, she's like, I think you can be a bit insensitive saying that people can change their lives with the law of attraction. I'm like, you don't get to say that because I was sitting there pregnant, single with no income. So you can turn it around no matter who you are or what's happened to your industry. You can turn it around and it may not be obvious yet, but we can all do it, but we I all think, need a bit quite, of positivity. Yeah, it's quite life changing. When I spoke to Rhiannon about it the day after I listened and she was like, Amy, she don't understand. She was like, you know, now she's like, if anyone starts being negative around me, I can't bear it. Yeah. She's like, I've got myself to such a positive place that if people be a negative around me she's like obviously if you've got problems I'll always listen to them but people are being negative about really trivial things I can't deal with it because like yeah because of this podcast or because of the magic has got had such a positive place and like for me like to watch her and the rest of my friends you know 
like be in an industry that's been completely obliterated to see them sort of come out the other side thanks to stuff like this I'm like yeah all right I'll give it a go and obviously it worked I think that is the best testimony you can have is when all of a sudden people are like you've changed why are you so happy like what 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 have you done differently and I think that is like the way that you show people the amount of people in my life that I've tried to like force the law of attraction on them like people like my dad and stuff who are so fucking negative and they won't listen and actually what I've learned is people will just take notice of how you are and the energy you're giving off so I'm excited for your journey I'm going to give you a reading list I'm going to send you a little gift box of stuff that you are going to love um and I'm excited to see what else you manifest because this has been a wild journey so far someone else in my life has um has been having therapy for like five years and has not got anywhere with it I've been having it for eight months and I worked so hard and I got to where I wanted to be because I wanted to get better so you have to want to get better and me and my friends went on holiday to Dubai so obviously people like I keep mentioning her but it's because she listens and I want her to feel famous so Rhiannon um, so shout we've, we've out been Rhiannon on, <laughs> uh, we've been on trips together pre Love Island obviously she's one of my like, best friends so lots of time together before Love Island lots of time together after Love Island we went to Dubai in November after Love Island and then went to Spain in the July the following year and she said to me one night we were sitting having her wine and she was like look I don't want to I don't want to make a big thing of this but can I just say like you are a completely different person to the person I went on holiday to Dubai with she's like it's like pre-love island Amy is back but a better version that's amazing she's like, whatever this therapist is doing like um you are so much like so take an Instagram photo it's part of my job we'd take hundreds I'd hate them all then I'd feel shit for the rest of the night I'd be so upset um because I always felt like I wasn't good enough and like literally we'd be taking photos, like, yeah, they'll do, cool, lovely, yeah, lovely. Like just so much more confident. Oh, I think amazing. Spain, Spain's different because I feel so positive when I'm there. Yeah. Like home and I love it there. I love that. And do you know what? Sometimes as well, that other people can't see outside changes. The law of attraction doesn't always have to be like big material wins. It can actually be how you feel on the inside. After all, that's what we are taking with us throughout the whole yeah. of our life. So if we can improve that, we've improved anything everything rather we've improved everything in our lives um anyway we have been going for a very long time and by some miracle of god my fucking children have not woken up I can't but I've got (laughs) headphones on they might all be screaming I don't know might all be doing the conger up there um but is there anything before we go that you want to plug anything you want to let us know about anything you're doing um so I have got a travel podcast coming out haven't got any concrete details yet but if you follow me on instagram amy Hart XO, everything's on there basically i'm not your average instagrammer influencer either i use a platform for good and it's a lot of me with no makeup on a lot of me just being a bit of an idiot so yeah come follow me i'm excited for that a lot of you at food banks which we all appreciate thank you for not being a tory like your dad anyway <laughs> we've come I'll to come the- him one day <laughs> hopefully he doesn't listen to this but um yeah we do all hate you Boris when I say that I mean that from the bottom of my heart we all hate you Boris <laughs> oh and um, I've got a clothing I've got a clothing line coming out in March <gasps> as well have yeah. you oh yeah. well if we follow your in- hang on is it anything to do with Boris Johnson no or was that just, I just oh <laughs> I just, I just remembered <laughs> I just suddenly thought the way you said that I was like is it gonna be like Boris is actually my top model <laughs> oh lord well we'll start praying for you now um yes you can find everything on your instagram i'll leave all of the links down below and any other links you want to leave i'll put them in the show notes below but thank you so much for joining both thank of you us for having me. yes thank you it's been a delight you are my first ever guest and i want you to come back in the future and tell yes. me how the law of attraction has changed your life and what you manifested because i have high hopes for you you are the princess now you've got expectations to live yeah. up to so we shall see and you I'm soon. Spread the word like a disciple of the law of attraction. Spread that motherfucking <laughs> word. Honestly, that that in itself is good karma. Spread it to other people and let them know how it can change their life. All right. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too. Bye.
What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands or maybe you're a crafter and you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.